0: I'd like you to turn in your Bibles tonight to Psalm 1, Psalm number 1, the very first Psalm, and I want to say, you know, last week, last Wednesday, I spoke on count your blessings, counting our blessings, and aren't we a blessed people? Well, we are, we are, and I'm not going to... uh, to repeat that message but i just want to say that those blessings that we that we looked at last week from the book of ephesians had to do with adoption and then being acquitted and being made acceptable and then abounding and all those blessings that we have in those heavenly places spiritual blessings in heavenly places are just that they are they are things that God did for us as a result of his grace. That when we trusted Christ, all these things were added unto us. Isn't it amazing? I mean, when you think about it, we turned in our old filthy rags. I mean, that's what we did. Yes. And, uh, and in exchange for that, man, we got, a, we got a robe, if you will, and a ring and the shoes we got all the things that that prodigal son got out of the graciousness of our Heavenly Father. And when you think about what he said about our very best, and really when you think when you think about that, that, that wasn't our bad deeds. It was the very best that we could do were filthy rags, you know? And uh, and we traded those in. But, I, uh, but as I was reading today, or this week I should say, this... This phrase came up that's right here in Psalm 1. Look at it with me. And uh, let's read the psalm. You follow along. We're going to read all six verses. It's not very long. but, uh, But boy, it's powerful. It's a blessing. All right. Notice what it said. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And uh, what I, when I was doing my study and reading and so forth, this phrase, blessed is the man. You know, it's used only about 13 times in all of scripture. And, uh, and I want to look at the various places where, where we get a blessing. Now, we said, I said last week, of those things, counting our blessings, those are things that God did for us out of grace, unmerited favor. And, uh, and when we trusted Christ, he imparted these things unto us. He gave them. But these others, where it says, blessed is the man, are some of the blessings that are conditional in life. And we want to look at those. So when I think about the spiritual blessings that I already have in heavenly places, I'm thinking about eternal life. Amen? But the Lord Jesus is also good for everyday life while we're waiting to get there. And uh, and there are some blessings that can be ours. And let's look at them. Let's look at this first one tonight. And uh, because in these passages that we're going to be looking at, the Lord declares and describes some of the blessings that he has for us. All right? And let's look at it tonight. I want you to see this. Notice what it says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. One of the things that God does for a man, blesses the man... Who is prudent? Who is prudent? Now the word prudent simply means the avoidance of evil. He's careful about that. The scripture says in the book of Proverbs that the prudent man foresees the evil and he hides himself. He doesn't ignore the evil. He's not complacent toward the evil. He doesn't doesn't deny it, but he takes action. And that's one of the things that this blessed man does. He is a prudent man, and God blesses the prudent man as he endeavors, as he labors, if you will, and chooses on how to avoid evil. Prudent men also deal with knowledge, and this man has some knowledge about other men. Now notice what he says. Notice what it says, that the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. In other words, this prudent man, the man that God blesses, he uses something called discernment. Well, what is discernment? Discernment is the ability to see things as they really are and not just as they appear. You know, uh, you know the, if we look at this, you know, ungodly men, That when he walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, ungodly men might be rich, but you know, death doesn't care how much money you have in the bank. That those, those men it says, nor standeth in the way of sinners, sinful men may be friendly and widely liked, but the prudent man knows that they are enemies of God. Just like how we were before we got saved. We were at enmity with God. We weren't walking with God. We weren't in agreement with God. And then lastly, that scornful man, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Scornful men may be regarded by some as being strong and very independent. But God will destroy the house of the proud. And this prudent man, he is very careful and cautious about what influences him in his life. You know, many times we find, or at least a few times, I will say, in the book of Psalms, it talks about, you know, don't be envious of the wicked. And that's what, that's what Solomon tells his son, envy not the wicked. And if you know, he said, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Don't, don't go with them. Don't follow them. Don't be influenced by them. And the prudent man, the man who avoids that kind of counsel, and let me say, ladies, it's not just a message for men. This is for women as well. There's there are so many voices out there, aren't there, that are competing for our time, for our attention, for for uh, you know, for uh, for our dollars. You know, today today a man called me, and he's uh, he's having something to do with. Uh, uh, he, he wanted to verify some things about the church for the Google, for online stuff, Brother Larry. And he wanted to do that. And so I asked him, I said, well, now wait. I said, just wait a minute. I said, I know you have a script. And I said, so let's cut to the chase. I said, this is about money. How much money are you wanting? Well, I'm glad you understand that, sir. Blah blah blah, blah. And I said, no, yeah, but you're not answering my question. My question is, how much does your service cost? Well, sir, we have to gather your information first. Then we send that over to the building department. And I said, well, you know, that's not the way that I do business. I said, I'm not taking basically a shot in the dark here. And, uh, and he said, well, see, you know, I said, you don't, I said, I, I know you got to make a living. But, you know, I, I said, I don't do business over the phone. I don't buy things that I don't see that I haven't examined that I can't look at. I said, let me give you our email address for the church. And I said, then you send me the package. I'll look at it if I like it because I'm telling you right now, yeah, I'm interested in those things, but I just want to look at it so I can make my own decision. And, uh, and he goes, well, sir, that, you know, I have to get this. I said, no. I said, you know, you want transparency from me. All I'm asking for is transparency from you. And he said, well, sir, have a nice day. He hung up. Well, that was good. So when I see that on the caller ID, I'll just know I'm not going to answer the phone for that. But, uh, but you know, because I'm, I'm not going to get hooked into something. You know, I wanted to tell him I didn't want to be smart, Ale, but I wanted to say, you know, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night, you know. And, uh, and so just be honest with me. Just be, just be uh, transparent. And, uh, you know, that, trying to exercise some prudence for the church. And for my own life as well, you know. And uh, and I, I try to tell him, I said, you know, I, and the people that visit, I ask them, how do they find us? And they find us on Google. And he goes, well, uh, you know, you you don't come up first. And I said, well, they said we did. I said, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just telling you what the visitors have told us. And uh, and I said, by the way, I said, do you work for Google? And he goes, oh, well, no, uh, we're one of the companies. That and I said, well, so this is not... A, a Google service that is well, no, 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 you, you, you know, and then we finally got to well, you want transparency? I'd like to have it, you know, and he hung up. And so my, my point is, is that you know we've got to use some discernment because you know what, beloved, a lot of times things are not as they appear to be. And uh, and God blesses the man that that if you will that walks circumspectly, that walks carefully. And, and where they use discretion in their decision-making. Discretion has, to do with, discretion has to do with being deliberate in choosing one's actions or reactions to what's going on around you. In other words, so, so the prudent man, he's careful about who or what he allows or she allows to influence them. You know... Just because you, maybe you see it on your phone or, or, or you get an email or you get a text from somebody, a lot of times those are just scams, you know, and, and so Debbie will ask me about some of those things. I get them on my phone and I just, you know, I just delete them. I don't respond to them. I don't tell them anything. I don't give them anything. I'm not going to call them. I've tried going through the bank and said, you know, somebody's doing this and doing that. And, and it just seems like they get around all that. And either the bank is too busy to, you know, to to deal with one individual. So I just, I, I just wipe them out. You know, I don't look at them. And so, so you have to be careful about those things. And, you know, because we, the prudent man or the prudent woman also knows that choices have consequences, don't they? And, uh, and so, uh, and so... You have to be careful about that. I mean, you know, and and knowing when to speak and when to be silent, that takes some wisdom. And so God blesses the man. Now notice how they put this in here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the council. He's walking. I think about the person. He's walking. He's walking with God. And all of a sudden, somebody influences him and it sort of gets him off course. And then where does he wind up? then next thing you know, it says he's just standing. He's not moving anymore. He's just standing in the way of sinners. And I don't think he's standing there, if you will, so as to obstruct them. I think he's just now, he quit moving for God. And now he's moved away from God. And he's now with the wrong crowd. And then notice the third one, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Do you know what a scorner is? A scorner is someone who despises authority. A scorner is someone who, who, if they can, they try to, they try to, uh, to embarrass, or they try to refute, or they, they despise instruction. And notice what it says in the seat of the scorner. And what I put here in my notes, I said they rise nor kneel for anyone. You know, when I was taught as a boy, if you were seated and there were not a lot of seats that were around, and a woman came in, you got up, and you gave that lady your seat. You know, the same thing is true if, when I have been on the platform. I've learned, you know, that, hey, if, if a woman's going to come up and sing a special, or whatever, and men are seated here, I'm going to stand up out of respect for her. Or if, it, if another preacher's going to come up and preach, I'm going to stand up in respect. Uh, For that individual. But the scarter man. They don't have a heart for that. That's not the way that they live their lives. And they don't respect really anybody. And they certainly don't want to receive. Correction or instruction. But the prudent man. Who is looking well to his going. He's interested in those things. And God says. There's a blessing for that man. Blessed is the man. That walketh not in the counsel. Of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And I do think that's a downward progression. And sometimes men can get bitter and get crosswise with a brother, and then crosswise with God over it, or a sister, however. And uh, and you know what? Really, and the sad part is about it. You know, you know. Usually, the obedient child is the happiest child. It's those that are disobedient, that are grumbling and murmuring and griping all the time. And, uh, and so it is here in this, In I think that it's, it's referred to here. And so, so ungodly men, as I said, ungodly men may be, uh, may be rich, but, but, but death is not dissuaded. You know, there's safety in a multitude of counselors, but not all counsel is good. You're right there in Psalm, look in Proverbs 14 with me. Turn right into your Bible. Keep your place in, in Psalm 1 and look in Proverbs 14. Notice what it says. Proverbs 14, look in verse, look in verse 6 with me. The Bible says, if you're there, Bible, the Bible says, A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. Now, why is that? Because he wants it on his terms. You see, he won't won't go the way that God said to go because that requires humility. But notice what he said, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. Look at verse 7. Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. And so a prudent man, God says, I'll bless that prudent man. Because of his prudence, because he's careful about his walk and the decisions that he makes. He's learned the difference between godly and ungodly counsel. And so, so too it is for us. You can go back to Psalm 1 with me. So there's a blessing here for being prudent. But I want you to see something else. Look with me in verse 2. Something else that God blesses is that they are purposeful that they do what they do, this blessed man does what he does deliberately. Notice what it says in verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. You see, he's rejecting the counsel of the ungodly, but he is receiving the counsel of God. And where is that counsel found? It's found in the Bible, in the Word of God. And I know that I'm I'm preaching to the choir here tonight about that. But nonetheless, there's a blessing. You know, there's a blessing that just comes from reading the book of Revelation. Amen. You, know, I, you know what I'm saying? There's a blessing if you read it. You say, well, Brother Ed, you must, you must understand. I, I don't understand all that stuff that's in there. And I don't know of anybody that does. Amen. No, there's a lot of books written on that book. I, I just know this. I, I know I'm saved. I know the Lord's coming back. And I he wants to come back tonight amen even so come quickly lord jesus some of that stuff he'll have to sort out in those days but yes i'm i'm pre-trib i'm pre-millennial and and, uh, all all those things and can find all that in the bible but you know some of that stuff you know uh, this thing that comes out of the sky called wormwood man is that a asteroid is that a chinese uh is that a chinese satellite coming out of orbit that's got poison in it i mean i don't know and I'm not going to speculate. Amen. Y'all understand? So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do, do my best with the parts that I do understand. Amen. You'll get that. Amen. You get that. You know, it's the part that I it's the parts of the Bible that I do understand that give me trouble, right? Yeah. And so, but but the, but this blessed man, he is purposeful. Why? Because he knows that those around him, you know, particularly the ungodly and the scornful. And and if you will the sinner the they don't have what we need, beloved. They don't have it. They mean well. E- even our kinfolk, they mean well, you know. But they 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 just don't they don't have it. You know, I, I had to take a stand on something and uh, with my family and man, at one time you know they thought I wasn't human, but I, I just tried to tell them. I said, man, I I, I answer to a higher authority. It's not that I don't love you. I just can't do this, what you're asking me to do. I can't do it. They don't live by those things. You know, either we believe the Bible or we don't. It's not a cafeteria. Well, this part I like and that part, well, I don't ever do that. No. It's the Bible. It's the Word of God. And, uh, and, And so we need to look at it. So notice what it says, but his delight. He delights... In the Bible, I look that word up to the light. It means to get, to get great pleasure or satisfaction from. And, uh, and the word of God brings joy in our lives as he speaks to us, as he helps us. You know, I, I had a, a young man call me this week. And, you know, a little bit his situation kind of surprised me a little bit. And so, you know, when we got off the phone, we talked for a little bit. And I, I was not satisfied with the answer that I gave him at the time, and man, the Lord spoke to my heart, and, and about something, you know, and then I called him back, and I said, and I told him, I said, you know, I wasn't satisfied with what I had, but here's what the Lord told me to tell you, to give to you, you know, and it was something from the Word of God, and man, I mean, and it helped him, it helped me to, to have the right answer for him, and, uh, and and you know, man, I love it when it's that way, don't you? I mean, I like it when God speaks to me from his Word. But notice what it says, he delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Now watch. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And that word there, he not only delights in the word, but he delves into the word. You know that D-E-L-V, to delve in the word. What That, is, that, 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 that word comes from the, uh, a, a thorough research or intensive investigation. It's not just reading on the surface, but he takes the time to go through there. It's, it's, it's where you get the phrase, you know, to dig with a spade. What do you do? A lot of times you uncover stuff with a spade, right? You uncover it. You put that spade in there. And that's what God blesses that man that digs in there, that woman that gets down there, delves down in there. And and uh, I love etymologies. Now, that's a 25 cent word which sort of has to do with the the root meaning of words and where the words come from is it a french word a latin word and th- though i'm none of those things but because these words have connections to other words how they are interrelated it helps me to understand that it it broadens the my perspective of that word and i and i hope will do the same for you but, but it is that part of that word meditate. It's the word muse, Brother Larry. Brother Larry, we were talking about this, and he said, man, just coming in and hearing the music in here well, it just does something for him. He said, I'm revived just hearing the songs of Zion, just hearing this music. Well, guess what, brother? That word music comes from the word muse. It's the same word, brother. Music and muse. And when you muse over something, that is where you meditate on it. You study it. You examine it. David said this I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. Now, there's another word that's closely associated with this that we all know about. How many of you have ever been to Six Flags? raise your hand what do we call that what's the general name for those places what do we call it amusement. it's an amusement park God, ah, did you hear the little word in there did you hear the little word muse means to think amusement something that's amusing a is a prefix in english which means no or not So an amusement park is a place where there is no thinking. They don't want you to think about it, because if you thought about it, you wouldn't get on the roller coaster. Amen. (laughs) Amusements are places where there's no thinking. Mm -hmm. Now, I like amusing stories. So I'm not an old stuff shirt tonight and said you can't laugh and can't tell a, a good joke when you hear one. I'm just saying that this blessed man, God blesses the man who muses over that word. It's kind of like, what, you know, a cow's got several stomachs, right? Is it true it's seven? Seven stomachs. Well, it's the only way to take a brown cow, eat green grass, and give white milk. It's the only way that you can figure. It's got four stomachs. Okay, well, all right, brother. I'll settle for that. That's the chocolate and the strawberry on there also, all right? But my my point is, what what does that cow do? He chews what? The cud. He brings something back up out of one of those stomachs and chews it again. That's kind of like what musing is. I know that's a gross thing when you think about it like that. But it's no worse than mothers chewing their children's meat for them. Ugh. I'm glad if my mother did that, she never told me about it. And I'm grateful that she didn't. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not into that, all right? And, uh, but, but my point is, is that cow brings that back up and chews on it again to do To extract every little nutrient, again, to break down that, those, uh, the grasses and things. Why? To extract every little bit of nutrition out of it that it can. That's what God says. I bless the man who rejects the counsel of the wicked, but he receives the counsel of God and meditates on it and muses over it and thinks on it and then learns to rely upon that. He puts it into his life. I mean, I mean, it'd be silly just to, you know, someone said, you know, what, didn't uh, Paul write this? He said, study to show thyself approved unto God a what a workman so you study so that you can apply it as a workman it's the balance just to be a student and never apply it you're just being a hearer of the word and not a doer and God wants doers of the word and so this man or woman that is blessed they take the time you know. I liken, it, I liken it to this, you know, in the Old Testament, what would they do? They would gather the manna and, uh, and every man would gather what he needed. If you had a family of six, a husband, wife, four children, you would naturally, you're going to have to gather more of that than the man that's just newly married, just he and his wife too, or just a single person. What about them? They wouldn't have to gather as much manna every day as the person with a family. And I kind of look at that in the same way it isn't about reading my Bible. I'm not trying to race through the pages, and maybe that's not the right connotation. You know, I think it's great if you read your Bible through. I'm for that. Man, praise God for that. But but don't go so fast that you don't stop and smell the roses every now and then. That's why, the, you know, the word Selah in the book of Psalms, you know what that's for? It's kind of like the pauses, sister, in music. It's the pauses that make music beautiful. And, and what happens, Selah, you're supposed to picture a nice big, uh, like a park bench out under there, under a big shade tree, much like that big oak we got out here. Man, and just enjoy that breeze and get out from underneath the heat of the sun. And you sit on that and you sort of survey the surroundings and sila literally means what about that have you ever just taken in some of the views you're probably so accustomed to them around here we're new and so man i like to take all these back roads over the things and i look out and it's just one more beautiful vista after another You know, and I I said, I said, honey, man, I thank God we're here. And I said, you know, I I don't know about you. I I said, I'm not thinking about going any place else in my life just right here. This is it. That's how I feel. And uh, I'm just saying, you know, that uh, God is knitting my heart in a place. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And I take those things in, and I don't want to take them for granted. Man, that's the hand of God, and I'm enjoying it. You know, and I I haven't been through a winter here. Maybe I might not feel that way when there's ice on the road. But I've driven in ice and hills before. I'm not an expert. But I'll trade a few days for 360 days of this. I sure will. And so, so meditate. So meditate on these things. So what? You know, so sometimes God blesses the man—not sometimes, but God blesses the man who receives His word, who then reflects upon that word, and then relies upon that word. He couldn't trust those—maybe his friends, maybe some of his acquaintances, even family—but they have a different biblical view or different world view of life. And I can't take their counsel. You know, you know. there was a time, I, ladies, I know you know this, and probably even some of the men do, you know. The, remember all the soap operas that used to be on TV? And they, how'd they get their name? Because they all sewed soap, right? Fab or some detergent or whatever. And so one of the funny things that people used to say, you know, is if you live one day at a time, you could wind up in general hospital with all your children, you know and uh, but but do you understand but what would they do what would people do they would hear those things what those writers would write in the script and how they would treat their mate or their spouse or whatever it was they would then, then they were going to apply that same thing to somebody's real relationship and make a mess of things i love Lucy. lucy's a funny program but ladies i wouldn't recommend doing everything that lucy did or ricky did to solve their marital problems Amen. You understand what I mean. So God blesses the man or woman who receives it and usually when you receive something you want it. It's it's not called accounts acceptable. You work for a business it's called accounts receivable. Why? Because you want that money. They're not called wide acceptors in football. They're called wide receivers. Why? Hey, throw me the ball. I want it. I'm in the clear. God loves the man or woman who receives that word, James said, with meekness. That's to have a good attitude about it. To have a good attitude toward it. So something you have to ask sometimes. What is he saying to me as I'm meditating on this word? What what is he trying to teach me? What, What can I learn from this passage? What can I learn from what David did? Can I learn something from the mistakes of people? Absolutely. How do I apply this in my life? Ask the Lord, Lord, what can I do with this? I know this is significant, but Lord, how do I apply this to my life? How can I avoid the same problem that I just read about in somebody else's life? How can I avoid that? Or maybe where did did David make the mistake? Where Where did these folks get off track? Why did they do what they did? Have these kind of conversations as you're reading your Bible, as you're meditating on it. Let me give you the third thing. I'm just about out of time. I want you to see something. Not only God blesses them for their prudence, and God blesses them because they were purposeful. They did this deliberately. But but, uh, there's a blessing that comes with this in that they were planted. Notice what it says. Look at verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You know, when I, I, we took one of the roads coming back through, I just, I I just didn't want to take, uh, interstate 10 all the time. I know it's the quickest way out of San Antonio, but man, I, I like to go through the hill country and I I envisioned somebody on a buckboard or horseback and they just get over one of those little hills or buttes or whatever and they look down on another one and said man it's a long way over there you know when i was a boy i lived in i lived in new mexico and one of the things my mother and i would do when we get on the on the freeway over there get on route 66 you know what it used to be route 66 in the 60s when i lived there and Man, we'd get to the top of one of those hills and she'd say, Okay, how far do you think it is to that next rise? And man, there'd be nothing out there to measure it by. It'd just be a rivet of road and not many people on it. And we'd say, Okay, I think that's two miles or five miles. And man, sometimes it turned out to be 20 miles. It was so far away. You just couldn't judge the distances, you know, very well. And so. So here, but these folks—they're like this tree. And what I was going to say is, I looked out over that land. I can tell where the water is. Can you? How do you tell, brother? By the green of the trees. That's exactly right. The green of the trees, and uh, and so I can see that. And so I look for that. If I, you know what. I went through survival schools, both jungle survival and combat crew survival and and, and those kind of things. And, man, you look for all those things. You know, you look for those traces. Why? Because if I need water, the enemy needs water, and I might have to avoid that for the time being or whatever. But my point is, you sort of look at your surroundings and you kind of get your bearings As to what's going on and the bible says of these men and women who were blessed they were planted they were planted not unstable not uprooting all the time and so you know you damage a plant if you keep moving it all the time rather than let it get established but those trees that are along the waters here and they're green when everything else here is brown. I noticed that. I noticed that coming here this summer, man. Look how green everything is, lush right here by the river. Why? Because those trees are tapped into the very source, aren't they? And that's where we need to be as believers. We need to be tapped in. Amen. Planted where we can draw those nutrients out. And uh, and so what it means is that they were stable, not impulsive people stable stability in our lives and we've got to have that stability is uh, listen uh, your wife needs you to be stable your uh, in your relationships or whatever stability means security for other people it helps to be stable all right and then i want you to see not only where they planted but they were productive notice what it says it's a That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Productive. They're fruitful. Uh, They're fruitful in their season. Why? Because they're tapped into that source. I mean, and even in nature, you can see where the water source is by looking at the green on the trees. But it's also like fishing. Have you ever fished in the Gulf? What do you do? Man, we look for the birds. If I want to know where the speckled trout are, I look for the birds. Because those trout are always moving. And guess what? So are the birds. And so a lot of guides, they follow the birds, don't they, brother? They do. And uh, and so if I throw a cast net and there's bait fish in there, probably bait fish means there's going to be game fish, the fish I'm after. And so, so all these things work together. And so we prosper, we prosper. And then notice what it says. I think there's some protection in that. Notice what it says. It says his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Why? It won't, it won't wither in the heat regardless of the circumstances because he's tapped into that source. Man, and that's where God's people need to be. And, and in the world in which we live, <coughs> pardon me, there's so much fear and uncertainty. Whether it be in the stock market, And man, that's all emotional, you know? If they feel good they buy if they don't feel good they sell I mean you know that's how that goes and, uh, and, and there's a lot of emotion that's wrapped up in those things and so the world is teetering on all these things this could happen that could happen this could happen. rather than look at the Bible and and just work on their relationship that they have with God and let the peace of God ruin our hearts man you know that's what that's why you know we're older but but we don't look like we've been rode hard and put up wet why because a lot of times those stresses of life that the world has we let a lot of that go when we got saved remember what he said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you Focusing on our relationship in this direction takes care of a lot of problems out here in this direction, doesn't it? And usually when I when I'm not things aren't going well over like this, I gotta say, oh, I better I better take a look at this, you know, and see what's going on. But look at these last things. Man, so so the, the, the God blesses us, the prudent man, the 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 purposeful man or woman, or they do that deliberately. And uh, the planted man, the planted, planted, you know, you're tapped in. And, uh, and that's where it even says in the Psalms that even in their old age, they would bear fruit. Why? Because they're still planted. They're still tapped in to that source. And God's using that. But notice the last four, the last three verses. The ungodly are not so. They're just not so. There's a comparison here. Notice what it says: the, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which which the wind drives away. They are driven, because they have no anchor. They're subject to every puff of wind. They're subject to every every disconcerting sound. they they are subject to all those things, and they're tossed about by everything that comes along. And so many times. They're all grasping at straws, aren't they? Don't we know people like that? They feel like they got to do this, and next month talk to them, well, we're doing this, and I heard that, and I heard this, and you know, somebody said this on the Business Report, and I've been looking at these things, and you know, the reviews of these, and and uh, what do I do with my finances? I mean, the, uh, people all the time. Do you, do you know what Henry Ford said? You know, he made all that money. He said, I, did, I later, much later in his life. He said, you know what? He said, I wish I'd have just stayed a mechanic. Because after he made all that money, then he's worried about how do I hold on to all that money? And uh, But these folks, unfortunately, they are driven. And they're going to be deposed. And when I mean deposed, I'm not talking about taking a statement from them in court. I'm talking about being removed. Look at verse 5. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. They have no standing. Beloved, our standing is simply based upon the merit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only reason why we'll be able to stand. But they have none. And their expectation is going to be cut off. And they're going to be so surprised. So surprised. Because they haven't been interested. And lastly, notice what it says. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. But the way of the ungodly shall perish. And sadly, they will be destroyed. When something perishes, it's really not good for anything, is it? And uh, that's why, you know, they talk about these are perishable goods. It means they're subject to spoiling, subject to ruin. And that's where these people are. And, uh, you know, and we've got to be able to look at men and women and others and understand, you know, what is their real condition. To see what their real conditions are. We we are a blessed people. And, uh, and I know that y'all do give out tracts and I know that you... Try to invite people when you do it and i thank god for you in doing that and i just want to say keep it up keep it up as the lord opens a door for you you know sometimes for men you got to wait for men to roll the window down we got that's a vernacular phrase because we got so much pride a man can't receive instruction very readily ladies you know that you're married to men or have been and uh, and so you know that's so and so the timing has to be right for a man unfortunately and uh, and so we've got to look for opportunities and when that when they roll that window down that's when we got to put that nugget in there and so um, so let me encourage you god has blessed us but there's some things that we can do that bring the blessings of god be prudent be purposeful in your in your reading and in your study you're never too old man Paul hadn't arrived, and that's what he said. I haven't arrived. Now, I haven't arrived. There's still things that I want to learn and look at and see in the word of God and develop in my relationship. And And then to be planted, to be planted, set and established, tapped into the right things so that regardless of the circumstances, I can prosper. You know, that's one of the things that... That, uh, that the Lord told Joshua, remember? He said, if you'll, don't turn to the right hand or the left hand from this word. I'm paraphrasing here. And he said, then thou shalt have good success. And brother, that's the only time the word is used in the Bible. Thou shalt have good success. When we hold on, amen. And we use this and let it be a part of our life. Embrace it and receive it and apply it. uh, But I thank God for his blessings, and he wants to bless us in these matters. He does. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for the truth of this psalm. Thank you, dear God, for your loving kindness. And Lord, I'm so glad you haven't dealt with us after our iniquities or our sins. But Lord, like as a father pitieth his children, so you pitieth them that fear you. And Lord, you remember our frame that it is but dust. God, we thank you for that. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I pray you'll bless our people, Lord, strengthen them with might in the inner man this week. And in the days to come, Father, as we look at these blessings, the blessed man, God, open our eyes and broaden our horizons in this. In Jesus' name, amen.